In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What are we waiting for? It's a useful question, and no more so than an Advent. Advent is inevitably a time for waiting. Now, if there are children in your world, they are waiting for one thing, and usually one thing only, and that, of course, would be Christmas. But for those of us who are a bit older, while we may still look forward to Christmas, and I am among those who do, the season of Advent is about more. It's about waiting to see what God is up to. Isaiah has a vision of what God's up to. His is a vision of what it's like when God is all in all. When we let God's priorities, God's dream, become our own. Swords get beaten into plowshares. Spears get refashioned into pruning hooks. All the nations of the world stream to Jerusalem because it is the center of God's reign of justice and peace. It did not look that way when Isaiah saw his vision. It surely doesn't look that way now. War rages in Ukraine and college students and Walmart workers and people partying in Colorado Springs are gunned down. No guns getting melted down and turned into gardening tools here. And Jerusalem, its golden stone does indeed glow at sunset. But day and night, it is the centerpiece in what seems to be an endless fight over just whose holy land it is. Paul will actually die at the hands of the Romans, and yet he tells Jesus' followers to put on the armor of light. Armor of light. An oxymoron, to be sure, since such armor cannot deflect a single sword, but it is nonetheless what Paul urges. Isaiah, who saw the people of Israel taken into exile, Paul, who duly noted, died for his love of Jesus. And yet they talk this way. Then there's Jesus himself, here telling us to pay attention to the way God is at work and reminding us all of the ways we fail and seem always to have failed at that task. He recalls his listeners back to the time of Noah, when Noah's neighbors thought, no doubt, that he was a fool. They were just getting on with life, nothing wrong with what they were doing, just getting on with life. But when the rains came, Noah had a boat, and they did not. He says that we need to watch for what God is doing in the world. And I actually believe we mean to, we intend to do that, just as the disciples to whom Jesus is speaking in this passage did. Mean to, but often miss the mark. This morning we're reading from the 24th chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew. Palm Sunday, that triumphal entry into Jerusalem, well, that happened a ways back. That was chapter 21. The disciples loved that, and they definitely took that in. 
But if Palm Sunday is over, and it is well over, it means Jesus is in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives, as we hear, in what will prove to be the very last week of his earthly life. Jesus wants his disciples to see what's ahead. His words are addressed specifically to his disciples. His enemies are gathering their forces off stage. And Jesus tells the 12, tells us to pay attention, to watch for what God is up to. They are a little oblivious. Just moments before, they were admiring the temple and its grandeur. You'll remember that story. And Jesus had to remind them that buildings, no matter how magnificent, do not last. In two days, they will gather for what will become known as the Last Supper, ending as it does with Jesus' arrest. But when they gather, when the disciples gather, they think they're just celebrating Passover together. They are a little oblivious. We are too, sometimes. Watch, he says to them. Watch, he says to us. A promise that God can always be seen. Always be seen if we will just look. And then Jesus' story unfolds. In chapter 25, the next one, he'll talk more about the kingdom and more about who it is that watches for God and walks in God's way. Then that gives way to chapter 26 with that last supper and the arrest. And by the end of chapter 27, Jesus is dead. He doesn't have much time, not much time to get them to watch, and he knows it. And the watching eludes them. In fact, it actually terrifies them. They cannot watch with him when he prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. They are so terrified that when he dies, when he is on the cross, they are in hiding, eyes closed shut. Watch, he said, but after Palm Sunday's triumph, they did not. We know, as they could neither know nor imagine, that the Palm Sunday parade couldn't hold a candle to God's triumph on the cross. God's triumph when God took death on, real death, horrific death, only to show it was short of its power on Easter morning. We know about both Good Friday and about Easter and believe it or long to, but we still succumb to our human desire to believe that we can see God best and God's intentions most clearly in displays of power and beauty, whether in magnificent churches or perfect sunsets. And no doubt God is there, both in creation and in human artistry of all kinds. But God came to us in Jesus, and continues to come among us again and again, most powerfully, most clearly, in the midst of human suffering and sorrow. He comes asking that we walk with him into heartbreak, and so see both the suffering 
and in its midst, God's never-failing love. We have guides to help us watch. Guides to help us watch and hope. Despite the exile of the people of Israel, despite Paul's imprisonment and death, theirs are the words we hold on to after all these centuries. The exiles did return because God traveled with them into the far country and then back again. The invincible imperial Roman Empire crumbled and the church overtook it. Neither vision held out by Isaiah or Paul was fully fulfilled, but the prophets remind us still of what God intends. Peace and justice and the early church created a community where the people shared everything in common and no one, no one was in need. Imagine that. So this Advent, will we watch? Certainly let's watch for the baby to be born in a manger, another sign of God choosing what is weak to overcome what is seemingly strong but also watch and look at the suffering in our world and in our lives and see Jesus suffering with us and for us. And then seeing Jesus act as he acts to heal and forgive and change. This Friday, Sister Joan Chittister, who watches closely, sees clearly and has acted accordingly for decades, will be here with a talk aptly titled, The Time Is Now. The time is now. It always is. I hope you'll come. She may help us with Paul and Isaiah and Jesus to watch and see. This Advent, may we remember that we can see Jesus Whenever we choose to, we just have to step out into the pain of the world and do what we can to forge love out of hatred and turn callousness into compassion. Or to quote another prophet, to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God. It's Advent. What are we waiting for?